Number eight, Rumshackle. Once upon a day, there was a gang called the Rumshackle Gang. They had been established long before by the leader, Rumshackle himself, but he had now died and passed the gang down to further generations of gangsters. The Rumshackle Gang was vast in numbers and lived in a huge warehouse. This way, they could all be on the same page and commit crimes together at night and come back and sleep during the day and they had a cook who would cook all their meals and their own medic team. This was the best way to run a team. That's what Rumshackle himself had thought years before and now he had passed it down. He was a good man but had committed sins and acts of violence as was necessary at the time for life was rough and tough back then. It was necessary to find a gang and commit and get some members. So that's what had happened, and years had passed. Now it was basically this great-grandson's generation. Not that he had had kids himself, of course, but it was, it was akin to that level of time had passed. So as you can imagine, technology had rapidly changed in that time. But the gang was a constant in the community. As we said, there was a medic there. And the medic was a fine man called Mr. Magoo. Not the one you're thinking of, a different one. Mr. Magoo would take the wounded gang members after a night raid and try and wrap their bandages tightly and do it with the love and tenderness of, of any doctor, not just one who was committing bandages to a criminal. Because at, at, at essence, that's what every single gang member is, a criminal. The doctor couldn't really reconcile this in his head. You're saving lives, thought Mr. Magoo to himself, but those same lives are then used to kill and take life. How can I be like this in life? But the way it had happened was his own father was a gang member, the Mr. Magoo Sr. So he had been born into this life, but was a nice, a nice man. He didn't want to be in crime, but the life had chose him. Across the other side of the warehouse stood Mr. Brown, and he was the cook. Similarly, he was born into this life, and he did not really want to be a criminal or a gang member, but his father, Mr. Brown Sr., had been the cook for many years, and so he had been born into this life, just like Mr. Magoo. They lived across the warehouse, and there was about 150 other gang members there. So it was quite rare that the two would bump into each other, for they were always working. The men always needed food, and they always needed bandages, and sometimes steroid injections. That's right, the gang didn't care. They would do things like steroids, which were illegal, and were bad for your health, but they had to do it. Mr. Magoo knew both these things, and he did not want to give steroids, but he had to, for he was a member too. As was Mr. Brown, they were fully-fledged members, not just paid employees or something. So many years passed in this way, and the gang leader, Mr. Dreuer, was very, very rude. He would take down other gangs, 
with the drop of a hat. He didn't care. He would just see another gang and snap his fingers and all gang members would attack at once. It was gruesome. Sometimes he would see a little old woman walking along the street and he would simply take her, take her back and do the unthinkable to her. Yes, kill her. And he would kill for many nights in a row. Unsatiable appetite. But then one night he also died by falling off the pier into the water after having too many steroids. And so, somehow, it was between Mr. Magoo and Mr. Brown to be the new leader, for they, by now, were the two most senior members, and they had to, had to go for this role, or else they would be killed as well. That night, they set up a ring in the center of the warehouse, and the cook, Mr. Brown, and the medic, Mr. Magoo, were faced off against each other. Each were given the opportunity to pick a weapon, and of course, Mr. Magoo picked a needle, while Mr. Brown picked a knife, which was similar in shape. Mr. Brown reared up like a mighty stallion and then jumped towards Mr. Magoo with the knife. He slashed towards the man's face, but Mr. Magoo, being quite healthy, jumped out of the way. He was sprightly for his age. And Mr. Brown fell on his own knife. It sliced right through his heart, just like that. And suddenly, Mr. Magoo was the leader of this gang. He suddenly realized he wasn't such a good man. All this time, he could have left the gang if he really, really wanted to. He could have walked off and took a flight out of there at any time, and nobody would have stopped him. They simply would have gotten another medic somehow, and they would have survived. It would not have been a big deal. But he had never thought of this until now, and he realized he was a bad, bad man, and that he was a gang member. He became the leader that he never thought he could be, and he became the greatest gang leader that had ever existed. He took the gang from a small warehouse to a even bigger airport and cleared it out of all the passengers. Next thing, the terminal one was for the, the medics. Terminal two was for the chefs and so on. Every terminal had a different section of the gang. They would fly out of there and commit crimes and gang raids in different parts of the country and different countries and continents even. If the, if the plane was big enough to take them further afield. But one thing was for sure. At the end of every day, the planes would return filled with gang members and plunder. And perhaps some victims even still alive for some sick games that night. They would take some victims up into some of the hangars that were used for planes. And there they would play with them in a, in a sick way. There was no fun in these in these games, at least not for the victims. The gang members would have a ton of fun, though. They enjoyed it. Not that not that any normal person could understand how anyone could enjoy the sick things they would do to the victims. Sometimes the victims would, would lie there for hours until finally they would kill them. Mr. Magoo 
was first and foremost in this practice. He had completely changed. His personality had gone from a, a mild-mannered, timid, even, medic who loved to save lives into a, a taker of souls. It was a nightmare situation for the world. And they grew and grew until one day quite an ironic thing happened. War broke out in the country and another country was attacking. And because they were all in the airport, of course it was a target. Next thing they knew, it was like Pearl Harbor. Bombs came down, raining down on the airport. And soon, Hangar 1 and Terminal 2 had been completely and utterly destroyed. And then Terminal 1 as well, which meant the deaths of every single medic and every chef in the gang. The next day, they realized what had happened. Mr. Magoo had been saved, for he had been out in a walk, but he came back to see that every chef and every medic were gone, and now he was left with thousands of gang members, hungry and wounded, for the gang had grown substantially. Oh, what have I done? He thought to himself. I've grown this gang to a point of no return, and now we don't have a single, a single person who can cook, and I am the only medic here, and I simply cannot treat every single wounded man. That is impossible. And he knew what had to be done. He got his most trusted aide, his sidekick, to come out and start the plane, and he, he downed a bottle of vodka, which he had never once done before, but now he knew it was the only thing to do. As the plane turned on, and the propellers went at full speed, Mr. Magoo suddenly sprinted at the propellers and his whole body was sliced and diced like a chicken that he himself had cut up earlier that day. It was the uncanny similarities between his earlier preparations of a meal, his last meal ever, it turned out. And what happened after that was that so many gangs had been decimated and now this gang was leaderless and without medics or chefs that the rest of the men simply died of hunger or of their wounds and the gang problem had disappeared overnight. And that is how the gang situation had been taken control of by the government in the end. And that is the end of this story.